Good afternoon, everybody. June 1st here. Ricky Harris from the Dirty Harris Podcast. And I'm uh, excited to, to chat today. Um, I'm going to talk about jiu-jitsu and my journey here for the last couple of years. And um, and probably some other things, too. But uh, I was driving home. I went to the class this morning, and I was working on uh, escaping, you know. And, and for the last two years, I've been working on escaping on escapes and and you know amongst other things that go along with jiu-jitsu and um but the the thing that you know if you're going to start jiu-jitsu um you know and everybody kind of you know you don't know what you're really getting into i mean because you have a perceived um idea of what jiu-jitsu might be if you haven't done any martial arts or if you've never wrestled or you know never been really active You, you you might have this conceived notion in your head that like you know it's just a bunch of you know uh, testosterone filled guys in there just trying to fucking beat the hell out of each other and in in maybe in a in a in a in a frame and uh, there's a little bit of truth to that but the idea is the reality is um the places i've trained at haven't been that way now there's there's i've watched guys trained at a higher levels than i am and obviously as you get better the competition is more um it's the, the pace is faster the techniques are better you know the iqs are higher and you know it's just like no different than watching a you know a a young basketball team that plays you know a 15 16 year old versus you know an adult squad that plays in college versus you know the nba playoffs you know and i hate to use basketball analogies but there you go and uh, so anyway my uh, my point is um and we we talked about this coach Cabay talked about this today when i was in um in, in class we we're talking about um <laughs> escaping and having a good defense and in my whole life um you know i played baseball most of my life um growing up as a kid loved baseball but uh fell in love with basketball obviously when when jordan was playing uh it it, it kind of got into me jordan's uh, was such a big icon and such a uh, a motivating person uh, to watch him literally on the highest stage and everyone knew he was going to do what he did and he did it seemed like almost all the time and he missed a bunch too but um anyway but basketball and just like all other great sports the the, the really the 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 reason you're going to have any success is there's two things, but the main thing is, well, cardio is the main thing. You know, your conditioning is the most important part. And then defense. And if you don't have cardio or defense, you're, you're shit out of luck. You might have some athleticism. That'll get you somewhere for sure. And that'll you'll be able to beat weaker opponents, weaker teams um, with that. Um, but if you don't have cardio, um, a guy that doesn't have your athleticism, but is in the gym every day and, and is disciplined and is willing to take, you know, and it's pretty tough. They're going to, they're going to outwork you. And that, that you see that at the college level, that's the difference between the, you know, college athlete versus a high school athlete, you know, who, who, who's able to put the work in. Um, and a lot of times it's not the greatest athlete. It's the guy that was a decent athlete and had was coachable and was worked hard and just had a no, never say die attitude they're the guy they're the motherfuckers you want to hang out with anyway you know they're the fucking guys you want to hang out with the fucking dogs um but anyway i'm, I'm all over the place i'm excited because you know building a good defense is is really 
the foundation of life. Can you defend yourself? Can you defend your family? Can you defend your team? Can you defend um, your country? You know, are, are you willing to do all those things? And um, without a good de- defense, your offense doesn't mean shit. Because if you have a good offense and zero defense, well, once you meet someone that has a little bit of game, you're fucking dead. You're dead. So we talked about escapes today. And there's a couple escapes in jiu-jitsu that you must learn in order to progress. And we talked about this yesterday, Steve and I, my, my personal coach who does me, um, you know, gives me personal lessons uh, in jiu-jitsu. Uh, you know, you have to learn how to escape mount and you have to learn how to be get out of side control and you have to learn how to get out of Kasumitami, which is kind of like side control. Um, but that's fucking deadly. It's a disgusting feeling and actually, and getting your back taken. And that's, that could be the worst, even though it doesn't feel as bad when you get your back taken, but there's really, if someone takes your back, you're pretty much, you you can fight them off, but they're not going to get let go. So getting out of bad situations, playing defense and being able to, um, get out of a bad position and then get into offense. Well, the only way to do that is to is to put yourself in bad positions and people don't like to do that in general. It's uncomfortable. It's like getting into a cold shower. Like why would do I would I why would I want to get into a cold shower? Yeah, whatever. You might think that the benefits are there, but yeah, but it's fucking cold and, and you know, it shrivels up your dick and you know, it, you can't breathe. You know, but then when you start doing, it, you realize, well, man, the benefits of this fucking thing. I did it for five minutes, and now I feel amazing when I get out of the shower. So similar to everything else in life, the hardest things that you do are the things that are going to make you feel like more confident to do other things and put you into a better state, a frame of mind, knowing that you have the confidence to withstand pressure, um, withstand. Um, bad situations and knowing that you can get out of it, you know, using the certain tools. Now, in, now jujitsu, if you're on, we practice this today from side control. Guy has a cross face, which basically means he has his arm underneath your head and is putting his shoulder pressure down on your chin, turning your head away from uh, you being in a neutral position. It's kind of like turning your head sideways, and there's no way for you to get your head back. So in order to do that, you have to get your other elbow down to the ground in between their knee and your hip. So you got a little bit of space. And then your other hand is kind of like doing the pledge. You know, it's on your chest. And then you're able to kind of, you know, do these bridges where you bridge up and over to the angle and push your your frame, which is like the your forearm with that bone side out and kind of pushing them away and then getting your knee in there. Um, when I say in there, I mean like kind of bring your knee up to your chest up in, in between your chest and their chest and then, you know, creating that space. And then from there, you, you know, you, you can now, now you got room to work and you want to get your, your guard back. That's what they, they talk about being your guard and being on your back is a great place to be. If, if you're in a ground fight, you know, um, yeah, if you get on top and you know what the fuck you're doing, then you're, yeah, you're going to do a good job. Especially if the guy doesn't have any jujitsu or grappling, he's dead fucking meat. Um, but uh, being on the bottom, um, you know, you you got to get out of those positions. You got it where they're not crushing you and dominating you. Because man, I was rolling with uh, another guy who doesn't. He's a white belt and very strong guy, but it doesn't know a lot about you know his his leverage and body and stuff like that. And we started where he was on top, and I literally gave him full access to crush my body because I was like, okay, 
This dude's big and strong. If I can get him off me, this is this is a win for me. Well, it took me a little bit because I couldn't even get my hand where I wanted it on my chest to create that frame underneath his neck so I could bridge. So I kind of had to like shimmy and shake and shimmy and shake and shimmy. And like and, and a lot of that's just hip movement, you know, and you got to have a core, some core strength. Um, but getting out of that position and then... Yeah, and then you can kind of go into where you're an offense or you can go back to guard where you got your legs wrapped around their waist and you're kind of controlling their posture. So you can stay safe by holding them down, holding them, just holding them so that, you know, they can maybe bite you, but they, you know, they're not going to be able to ground and pound your fucking face in the ground. Um, so that position is really important. And then the Kasim Tommy, that's the one that it kind of haunts me. That's kind of like side control too. But like, let's just say I'm laying flat on my back and my opponent's trying to get me, he has me in side control, which basically is, he's, he's chest to chest, but he's not laying on top of me like in a missionary position, right? Like if you reference it that way, he's, he's, you know, parallel. So we're, we're like, we're not, is it parallel? I don't know. We're opposite, right? They're kind of like crisscross. My chest is facing north-south. His chest is facing east-west. And he's got that arm underneath my head. He's got the knee up by my, you know, underneath my, kind of like where my shoulder is. And he's got the other knee on my hip. And he's putting all that pressure. And I'm trying to get, create space in there to, to survive, right, on the very bottom. But the Kasimatami is when he decides that he's going to take his hand that, um, is underneath my neck and it's going to collect the back of my elbow and pull it up in the air and then stick his other hand underneath my armpit on the other side and then kind of control my shoulder and my arm and then putting his hip into my rib cage and getting up on his toes and framing and getting good leverage and balance, putting all this pressure on my diaphragm, my chest and my lungs and just making life miserable for me. And if you've never been in that position, um, when it happens to you, when you start to do, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And then you'll you'll figure out why you need to learn how to get out of that position. First of all, if they collect your arm, you're kind of fucked because that arm you need to kind of get you need to get your elbow to the ground. If they're getting pulling your elbow up and you aren't able to fight that off. Well, there's other ways to get out of it, but that that makes it really difficult because then then every time you're trying to like squirm away, they can just follow you. They collect your arm and then just move their feet as long as you move your feet. Um, And the faster you move your feet, the faster they move their feet, but you're on the bottom, right? So um, anyway, so you got to get that elbow down. It's very important to get that elbow down. You got to get your fucking elbow to the mat. You get your elbow to the mat. Now you're in business. Now you can survive. Now you can breathe. And then they basically you're, you're kind of you know, reverse shrimping away instead of like you know, shrimp out with your back towards, uh, the wall and your belly button towards their belly button. You kind of shift it, turn it, shift it, turn it. And then you're able to get your knee in there to create that frame. Now you're back in business. So all those things are very important. Um, so you've got side control, Kasumatami, which is scarf hold. And then um, and the other one is mount. The mount was is a pretty scary one too because especially against a bigger opponent, bigger guys, they like to get on top of you and smother you. You know, they, they, they wrap their they, – they put their knees on the side of your hips and then sometimes they lock their feet behind you underneath your butt. And it's really uncomfortable. They're sitting on you, and then you're out of breath already because you've been fighting them for two or three minutes. Now they want to, like, collect an arm and put it above your head, and then they're going to put their chest down on your face. And then, you know, if you're not 
uh, savvy enough, they'll come up to high mount, which is when they're now they're sitting on your fucking chest. Now, if you've been a little brother or if you've been in a neighborhood where there was people bullying you, you've been in this position as a little kid where people sit on your chest and they dangle a big loogie in your face and then they suck it up. That's mount. If you can get out of that position without spazzing, then you're 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 gonna you're gonna find your you, you've 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 come that that shit will go a long fucking way in a bad situation if you can get out of these positions. This is not even talking about getting into offensive cycles because if you can get somebody off you um, where you can fucking breathe and they're not dominating you, then you're you know you're you're doing okay. You're better better than most of the fucking people because most people don't know how to get out of that shit. Anyway, so when I started jiu-jitsu, Kasumatami was a must for me to get out of. And that was something I, I, I told my personal trainer, Steve, that, you know, I got to get out of that. I got to get out of mount. And I got to learn how to get out of side control. Side control, was the, the, for some reason, took me the longest. Because people were passing my guard and then getting into side control. And I was spending a lot of energy trying to keep my guard from being broken. And they broke it pretty quick, but without a physical, it was so physical by the time they got to that position, I was like, fuck, I'm tired. And then I gave them full position on, you know, controlling my head and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, there, that's important to learn how to defend that stuff. And we went over that today and it was great. And, you know, my training partner I was training with today, like when we went live, you know, I put it on him pretty good. And he, he wasted a good 60 seconds before he was able to get his knee in there. And I held him pretty tight because I was like, well, I'm not helping if I let him get it, right? I mean, he's got to feel it. And he did the same thing to me, man. He held it, held it in there, held it in there. And then when I went with the big guy, um, I was like, all right. I already went once with a couple rounds with the other guy. I'll let this big dude get on me. And, and I was able to get out of it. But it took me took me a minute to get out. And then once I got out, he was already tired. So it was, you know, it benefited me. But, um, you know, I digress when I'm talking about that stuff. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to do jujitsu, that's what's going to happen to you. You're going, to, you know, they're they're the worst case scenarios. But you know, if you want to be successful at that, you're, you you got to learn how to defend that. And some of you are going to learn it right away because you're going to be like, okay, I don't I don't fucking like that. So you're either going to quit or you're going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to figure out how to get out of it. And you know, and if you got you know if you got some game in you, you're going to learn how to get out of it. You know, it's I mean, it's not rocket science. It's it's technique. And, you know, mix that with a little bit of athleticism if you have any left or if you got got some youth and you're you're doing good. Or, which brings me up to my next point where, you know, um, when the first time I did jiu-jitsu, my very first class, I went as a personal one-on-one. And the guy invited one of his uh, colleagues over who was a student uh, in college or maybe he just graduated college. Can't remember the exact details. But he's like maybe 25, 26 you know, pretty good build, big, big legs. Um, he wrestled in college and, you know, we're kind of going through stuff and they were rolling. He's like, Oh, you guys want to go a little bit? And I said, sure. Even though I was completely out of shape and didn't know anything about jujitsu and, you know, I'm 49 at the time and, you know, 30 seconds into it, I'm fucking gassed like 30 seconds into it. And, you know, we end up, he ended up, Steve ended up stopping it. And he's like, you know, he's like, I didn't want an explosion, which basically means you're going to spaz out because you don't want to get stuck in a bad spot. And that's what most of us would do. You know, it's, 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 there's people that say, yeah, man, you know, when I see red, everybody better look out. Well, yeah, that, that red is probably pretty bad for about 15, 20 seconds. Now, some people can last longer. I know I've, I've watched dudes in New Jersey fight who didn't know how to do any of that stuff who were just fighters those cats 
are a whole nother level. Those, those, those cats are a whole nother level. Uh, they're the guys you want to be friends with, um, or be friendly with, you know, um, but most people, you know, after after 15 seconds of hard pressure, man, and if you're not conditioned to put up with it, you're not going to fare well. Especially if if you're being outweighed by maybe 20 pounds, even 20 pounds. I mean, 20, 30 pounds. If you got, if guys got 30, 40 pounds on you, you're, you're fucking dead meat. You know, if a guy has a little bit of, of skill set. Uh, humbling, man. So humbling to know that. So anyway, uh, from this, so that point on, um, I started chipping away and, and learning, you know, my defenses and, you know, and learning how to shrimp, which is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, scooting your butt out, you know, it's not complicated movement, but it's a must learn, uh, skill set that you need to be, it has to be instinctive to do almost like walking, um, shrimping and then, uh, creating frames, which is basically not using your hands to hold your opponents off using, you know, your forearms, the outside, the bony part of your arm against, you know, their neck or, you know, or framing on their shoulders. And, you know, you can do that sometimes with your wrist or the palm of your hand, but you gotta be careful because you can get wrist locked and that'll fuck you up. So you gotta be careful where you put your hands, you put your hands on their opponent hip and they, they sit down, they could, you know, they could wrist lock you and potentially damage some your wrist. So you gotta be, you gotta be savvy. And that shit only happens to you once or twice. And if you, you get lucky and you don't fuck your hand up, uh, you you probably you sometimes you can get your hand out of there pretty quick. You know, you can feel it coming a little bit before it. Um, but that that's it, man. That's it in a nutshell. Um, uh, once you start your journey on jujitsu, and and then you start meeting people in it, you start realizing everybody's on the same journey. And has the same kind of um, vibe from learning. And obviously there's freak athletes out there who are just maybe just freak individuals who know how to do it right out of the gate. I mean, there are. I mean, I'm not that guy. And I don't have, and I'm an older guy, I don't have my athleticism anymore. And maybe a little bit. Maybe I still have some, but I, I don't, nothing like I used to. And I don't have my flexibility anymore. And I don't have the mobility. And I definitely don't have my youth. So those four factors are no longer in my favor, which is probably the reason why I'm having more success doing jiu-jitsu now because I think I would have, then I got, I got these things. I can kind of survive on that. Well, you can't, you can't survive on that forever. You got to learn technique. Um, you got to learn to be patient. You got to learn how to breathe. That's the most important part to breathing. Well, not the most important part, but you know, defense, uh, obviously your conditioning and, and then, you know, learning how to breathe and not spaz. And, and, and a lot of times when you start jujitsu, you hold your breath when you're in bad situations or, you know, someone will like, they'll, they'll get on top of you and then they'll knee you in your rib and you'll, uh, and then you'll hold your breath for 15, 20 seconds while they're trying to maneuver. And now you're in a bad spot. Now you can't breathe, man. It's fucked up. It's a miserable thing to be in. But you know, if you want to get better at it, you got to keep going back and eventually you'll, your body will start to just develop some instinct to uh, survive better. Um, it's pretty remarkable, and uh, I'm so happy to be doing it. And I, if if anybody is uh, uh, interested in doing jujitsu, I highly recommend finding a, a quality gym. Aries gyms are world known. I mean, there's 19 of these locations. I think affiliates in in, in Arizona. Uh, they're scattered all about the U.S. Um, and there's other places, obviously, that are, are well. But um, I feel, for me, um, it's it's pretty legit. And I'm happy with the the content that I'm learning, at the pace that I'm learning, um, with the guys that I'm rolling with. I mean, there's I've been I've been pumbled pretty good, and I uh, and then I've given 
you know, giving hell back to guys who were, who were, you know, talented people and, and I survived. So, um, and that's fun. And the aches and pains that come along with jiu-jitsu are all physical. Um, and, you know, but the mental gains that you get out of it definitely uh, surpass. Uh, I don't know if surpass the word. Maybe the mental gains I get out of it are, are, are incredible. And I know people get the same, similar type of stuff out of doing jiu-jitsu or running or, or I'm sorry, doing yoga or running um, or maybe just going to the gym. Um, but uh, learning how to, to to protect yourself or defend yourself um, kind of for me is just like the whole, it's a whole nother level. It's a thing of, uh, it's a thing that I think we all have in our minds that we, we wish we could do. And for some reason we don't do it because you're vulnerable, man. The mats don't lie. You get on there and you know what the fuck you're doing. You know, it's, it's, it's a rude awakening and, uh, but that's the attraction to it. And that's why people keep going back to it because they, they want to get better at it. And, um, yeah, and everybody's there to, to kind of help. No one's there to just, you know, well, you're the new guy. We're just going to beat you up so you never come back. Again. I mean, you'll, you will get beat up, but, you know, they'll, they'll hug you and handshake you and beg you to come back and promise you that it will get better. And, and um, you know, it does get better, but it's slow. It's a slow process. You get a little bit better um, at a very complicated thing. And in, in that, and as I'm learning, um, you know, you the guys that have been doing it 15, 20 years are still 10, 15, 20 years, still are like, yeah, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know much. So that's a that's a humbling thing too. But that, that's it, man. That's all I got. Jiu-Jitsu talk today. You know, um, I, I love it. And if you guys are interested in, in getting involved, I highly recommend trying. If you guys, especially if you're young and you got some youth, you know, get in there. But just fucking pace yourself, man. Pace yourself. Like, you're going to want to go hard. And that's okay. But... You you gotta be careful, um, you, and you gotta you know find partner guys that roll with that are are, are looking out for your best interest. Some people just want to roll and fuck you up. You know what I mean, um, I haven't really met anybody like that, but I've kind of gotten vibes that maybe some guys are like that, and I just I just decide now. Nah, you can say I don't want to roll with you. You know, I pick the guys that I roll with. You know, I try not to roll with guys that are too big. Because you know, if they make a mistake, you know they're walking home, and I'm and I'm gimping home, and and that's not where I want to be. I'm not in a position to to get hurt, and it could it could definitely happen. Um, but you know, you got to understand what you're getting into. I mean, this is, you're not playing fucking patty cake. You're definitely getting into something that's physical, super rewarding, like no nothing else that you'll do. Um, you know, but with that, you know, comes a risk. Just like, you know, anything else that's great in life, come, there comes a risk. But if you can um, find your way uh, to that gym, then do it, man. And give it a shot. And if it isn't for you, then, you know, that's fine, too. You can find something else to do. Maybe some, uh, you know, dance lessons or something like that, you know, where it's a little safer and you still get in shape and have some fun and meet girls. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Dirty Harris for you. Uh, Gray Wolf Jiu-Jitsu Aries over here on 40th Street in Thunderbirds where I train. Um, that's my home gym, and I actually have a, a place in Nashville that uh, I've been going to, but I haven't been there in over six weeks. So uh, I'm still questioning if I want to go back there only because, uh, I don't know, Just uh, it's not working out yet for me. I think I need to get another vehicle at my house. So um, there's another car 
to kind of get me back and forth without me hitching rides or taking rides, taking like the wife's car and stuff like that. That's all bullshit stuff that I got to deal with. But anyway, man, uh, Dirty Harris out. You guys have a great June. We'll see you soon. This is the coming to the end of my third season of Dirty Harris podcast. I appreciate everybody who actually listens to the show and, uh, you know, we'll keep it going later.